Welcome to the King's Cast. Dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. We welcome all those listening on the internet this morning and or downloaded the podcast. And we're picking up at Romans chapter 8 verse 1. It says this, Paul says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation. Wow, that's enough, isn't it? No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who did not live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Verse 5, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It doesn't submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9, he says, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If, there is an if, indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, even then even your bodies, even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, We have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of your body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Amen. Paul says at the very beginning of Romans 8, verse 1. He says a, a striking comment that, and he's speaking to the, the, the Romans, and he says this, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. For many of us today sitting here, 
I'm sure we can all sit sometimes, we can come to church, we can sing the songs, we can enjoy the worship, could sound as the best it could sound. And we could be enjoying the worship to Jesus. But actually, we feel condemned inside. We feel condemned because of our sins, the things we failed on. How many of you get through a week and you start off so well, you think, I had such a good Sunday, and then you go through a week and by, by Friday you're like, this is just not good, I feel so condemned by my own sin. It might be even thoughts that you've had in the week. And some of us live our lives under this kind of heavy cloud of condemnation. But Paul says there is now no condemnation. Isn't that amazing? Come on, you don't look too happy about that this morning. There is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. I praise God this morning. There's not much more needs to be said this morning that we can stand right before Christ. Not because of what you did, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful this morning that there is no condemnation upon me. Hallelujah. And Paul wants to express this. Do you know what Paul talked about in in Romans chapter 7? If you read it, it's the famous verses when he says, I keep doing the things I don't want to do. I delight in God's law. In other words, I love God's law. When I read the Bible, I read the word of God, I absolutely adore it. It means so much to me. I watch all the things on TV. I listen to the best podcasts. I delight in these things. But yet, unfortunately, there's something inside of me is condemning me and making me feel bad. I delight in it. I can't seem to do the things I want to do. The things I don't want to do, these I keep on doing. How many of you like that? Listen, there's not one person here today who this message is not for because everyone falls short of the glory of God including me. Our righteousness, it says, are like filthy rags. So we stand here today, and do you know why we stand and we can sing and we can worship? We can come boldly before the throne. We can come with that sonship, that daughter, that view of God. We can come to him this morning because he paid the price on the cross for your sin. So when you walk in here this morning, there is no condemnation. But it's not just while the worship's going. It's when you leave here as well. It's when you're at home as well. It's when things are really tough. There is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Why does he say that? He says, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Do you know that the law, before you accept Jesus, it's like an overbearing husband. It's like a, something that is, is coming upon you. And the law is the thing that reveals to us that we sin. The law is there to show us that we're sinful people. But now he has broken the law. Jesus has set and paved a way that we might be free. Through the law of the Spirit. That's what the new covenant is. Praise Jesus. The question is this morning... Do you sometimes question your salvation? Do you question whether you're saved? Have you ever had that? You sometimes, you know, things are not going too well. You're thinking, I wonder if I'm really saved. I wish there was just like some test that you could do. And that God would say, you know, you're still saved. It's fine. I believe he's put a seal of approval on you. 
when we follow him, even if we sin, even if we fail. When Paul said in Romans 7 that he did the things he didn't want to do, he knew that he failed. And listen to me, newsflash, when you're saved and you give your life to Jesus, you're going to fail. But the enemy loves to highlight that. The truth is salvation's based not on how we feel, but I'll tell you what it's based on. It's knowing and understanding where you stand with Christ. It's not about how you feel today. You can feel the worst you feel. But it's about knowing and understanding the word of God. And by the spirit, the word comes alive and we know where we are in Christ. We know where we stand in Christ. It's not about what I've got to say. It's about what the word of God says. Hallelujah. It's based on know where we stand. Do you know what Paul says in Romans 8? He says this. That we need to look and monitor our minds. Do you know your mind and your brain is the biggest problem you've got with your salvation? Your brain might be quite intelligent. In fact, it's probably more intelligent, I hope it is, than our new sound desk at the back. It's it's got a pretty good brain. So has Tim. But do you know what? Our brains are sometimes as good as they are. They get in the way and our minds get in the way of what Christ has done in our lives. And I want to speak to you today. The title of this message is Mind Games. Mind Games. Because I believe that the law doesn't want to play tricks on us, but we get into a situation where we don't really know where we are in Christ. We lose our mind on where we stand. And the enemy loves to play mind games. Because your mind is the thing that stands. If you look at Romans chapter 8, Paul talks a lot about the mind. He speaks to them. And encourages them that they need to watch their mind. I really believe today that when we give our lives to Jesus, we're born again. You've heard the terminology in John chapter 3 when Jesus speaks to Nicodemus. He says you must be born again. When we're born again, do you know what we're like? We're like little children again. So when we're like little children, we've got to retrain our brains so many people said to me, you're, when you're a Christian, you're brainwashed. Well, thankfully, I am brainwashed because before it was pretty bad. You know, thankfully, I am brainwashed. In fact, I need a lot more brainwashing, and I'm sure you do too. Some of the junk that we let inside our minds. If the world ever tells you, don't be brainwashed, so well, I think I need a good wash because I don't like the way I am. I want to be different in Christ. There's nothing wrong with changing and seeing that your mind is part of the process. God does something by spirit, but we're in flesh. We're in our minds. We've got to check our minds. How are we thinking about Christ? And I believe as a young child grows up and they absorb, have you ever known this? When children are growing up, they say, when you're teaching your young kids right from an early age, they say, children's brains are like sponges. They take everything in. Everything. Everything. Don't they? Um, everything. They take everything in and they absorb things. And do you know what we try to do as adults? We try to make sure that they get as much information. We're trying to cram the sponge so that we're thinking, you know, I want them to grow up and I want them to have this. And I We try to do that. Listen to me. When you're born again, you're alive in the spirit. The same principle applies. We are like young children. We need to change the way we think because no longer are we a slave. 
Now we've got to change the way we think. In other words, when we're born again of the Spirit of God, our brains are like new sponge brains that we've got to now change by the Word of God. It's almost like setting to re-default setting. We've got to go back to where God intended us to be. But some of us start adding things on to where we are. You know, we try to teach our kids so much stuff. And I went recently to a scouting trip. And I was on this scouting trip. It was the first, you know, I went there. Within two hours, I was thrown into the water by some, they threw me in the water with these canoes. I was wet through. I had one change of clothes. I had a great time with the kids. And then I, I discovered they were bringing out all these activities to teach them how to light fires. I'm thinking, these children, they're giving them matches. Then they said to me, they said, can you be in, in charge of, of, can you be the fire monitor? I thought, fire monitor? Sometimes I nearly burn my own house down. If you knew, I thought, I can't look after. And there was these children. I was sat around three pit fires. And there were children this big with matches lighting fires, lighting them and wandering around with sticks of light. And I'm thinking, what is this place? Is there a safeguarding policy put in place here? And, and, and I thought, do they know? I can't really monitor this. But do you know what? I realized that what the scouts were trying to do is trying to teach them principles at a young age so that they would remember these things. Trying to teach them good moral standards. Trying to teach them how to do things at a young age. Because they said if, they, if we teach them now, they'll remember. But you know, some of us, we get saved and we don't read the word of God. We don't get these things absorbed into our lives. And then we wonder why we feel bad. Why we feel discouraged. Why we feel under the cloud of discouragement and condemnation. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18 that we need to be like little children. In other words, we've got to learn again. And grow again and absorb. The first thing I want to say today is this. That we need to renew our minds. We've got to renew our minds. We read earlier in Romans 8 verse 5. Paul says this. Those who live according to the flesh. He says this. Have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit. Have their minds set on what the spirit desires. I want to ask you today. Where is your mind set on? When you set your mind to something, you're totally focused on that one thing. And for some of us in our lives today, we find ourselves that if you really ask the question, are you really giving your heart wholeheartedly to God? Are you focusing on Him? Or is other things got in the way so that you set your mind on other things? He says here, he says, if we set our minds on the flesh... He talks about the fact that we become hostile to God. In other words, if we focus so much on things that are nothing to do with God, we become hostile to Him. And it says this, Paul goes on to say, that we can't please God. Now listen to me. Your salvation is not based upon how much you can please Him. Thank goodness. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean, Paul is not saying, if you focus too much and you're focused on sin, you're not going to be able to please God, so therefore your, your Christianity is failing because you can't please Him now. That would be legalism. That would be getting us into a place where we've got to fulfill the law again. But thank God that He broke the law. So what is He saying? He says you can't please God. In other words, you want to please Him, just as Paul said in Romans chapter 7, that he wants to, he delights in God's law, but he can't sometimes do the things he wants to do because he sins. 
And sometimes when you sin, the enemy is going to come to you and he's going to say this to you. You failed, so no longer do you stand with Christ. You might as well give up. There's no point trying again. There's no point lifting yourself up again and trying again because you failed. How many of you know what it feels like to stand under that voice that condemns? I believe the Holy Spirit encourages. The Holy Spirit does not condemn. He is a voice of encouragement. He's a voice that says, child, I know you're struggling with this particular area. And I want you to be free from this. But listen to me today. Stand firm in the promises of God. Stand firm in the word of God. Amen. The mind, it says, governed by the flesh is death. In other words, if we're governed by the flesh, I believe those who are not saved are going to be governed by the flesh. But I believe that this morning that we're not in the realm of the flesh. If indeed we have have the Spirit of God inside of us. But as we see in Romans chapter 7, it's possible to have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, but still fail God. So what Paul is saying is, listen, there's some people, your minds are so governed and focused on things that you have lost. You've lost your walk with God. You've lost your view of God. And today I want to encourage you that if your heart today is saying, I wish I didn't do the things, I delight in the word and I wish I couldn't do these things, I want to encourage you, God loves a person like that. He loves a person that admits their failure. Satan wants us to lose sight of Jesus. I'll tell you what he wants us to do. He wants our minds to see Jesus as the Old Testament God. The one that brings a law, the one that makes it difficult because there's a set of laws you're going to have to fulfill. Now listen, the, we don't, it doesn't abolish the law, but Jesus says, I've come to fulfill the law. In other words, it doesn't get rid of the fact that the Ten Commandments are there. The laws of God are there, but God shows us that he's fulfilled them. We still use them as that moral guidance that the Holy Spirit will use in our lives. But thankfully, we don't have to fulfill them to be right before him. I'll tell you what, many years ago, I, I remember when sometimes in my early Christian walk, I'd be trying to take lots of things in, and I would fail God. And I don't know if you've ever had this, but I'd fail God, and, and, and I'd be like, you know, I, I, I get to a point where I didn't even know what to read in the Bible. I was like, where do I start? Where do I flick? I need to, I need to remind myself, but I just need the Spirit of God to show me, and I'd, I'd do this with the Bible, flick through and wait till it stops, you know. And it's almost like the lucky dip. Trying to, God is going to speak to me now, and I and I do this, and sometimes I'd open up in lamentations, and I think, no, I'll close the Bible and I'll start again. Revelation, no, I'm not sure about the beast. Then I go through again, and fifth try, you're thinking, no, God, God's just not getting through just yet. I know that my sheep hear my voice, but I'm going to try again. Ah, that's the one. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, and give you hope and a future. Oh, I'll have that one. Forget the beast. And some of us are like this. And I used to even do this. I'd, I'd get to the point where I thought, I treated, has anyone read Word of Today? Fantastic little book every day. And my mum and dad used to read when I was younger, Every Day with Jesus. And they used to be around the house and I'd see them. And they'd be working through them each day. And I'd find that sometimes I'd, I'd not read the Bible. And I'd think, well, I'm going to try and go to, to Every Day with Jesus or Word of Today. And I'm going to see because I believe it. And I treated it like a horoscope. It's like, I'm not going to bother getting, getting close to God. I'm just going to let him speak to me through the word of today. On today, I've not read them for a while. And I'm going to let him speak to me. And, and I read it and I think, oh, not so sure about that one for today. 
So then I'd look, and there'd be, sometimes there'd be a series of like one to five that they're going through. I think, actually, well, if it's a series, that can, that'll give me the flexibility to just go for the day before and see what it said then. See if that one fits in better with where I am today. And I would try and get this kind of angle of looking at God where I wanted to find an answer just by someone's comments. Now, there's nothing wrong with their comments, and praise God for these publications. But the thing is, we should not have to look back through publications to find out where we stand with God. We don't need to read a paperback to tell us where we stand with God. Because the word of God tells us this. Hallelujah. Let's read Romans chapter 7, verse 21 to 25. This is before what we read earlier where Paul talks about this battle going on with his mind of the law at work. He says, so I find this law at work, verse 21. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, he says. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. Then he says this, and I'm sure we can all feel like this. Verse 24, he says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Then verse 25, I don't think he's read word of today. I don't think he's been scrambling trying to find some prophetic word. He then understands. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit speaks to him. Because let me remind you, my sheep hear my voice. God wants to speak right into your heart. Yes, we love the prophetic, and I love to speak the prophetic over people's lives. But listen, God wants to speak right there, then and then. If you read the Word of God and remind you of His promises, then Paul says, verse 25, Thanks be to God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. Paul rediscovers the secret. He gets it back into his spirit again. He renews his mind back again and says, Listen, I thank God that he sent Jesus to rescue me from this wretched body that I'm in. Listen to me today. Jesus Christ is your only deliverer. It's not a good meeting. It's not a good meeting. Did you hear me? It's not because you come here and we we might preach a nice message. It's not because you come here and the worship sounds fantastic. Listen to me. Jesus is the one who will set you free. He is the one who delivers his children because he loves you so much. Do you know that? He loves you so much. But sin sometimes gets in the way in our minds. We lose, we lose our minds. We look for other things for, for pleasing God. We say, if I just feel good this Sunday, then I'm back on track. Listen, whether you feel good or not, his promises are sure. They're yes and amen over your lives. I remember a song by Michael W. Smith. Many years ago, and it went, it's called Be Lifted High. The words are this, sin and its ways grow old. All of my heart turns to stone, and I'm left with no strength to arise. Then he says this, how you need to be lifted high. I want to remind you today that when sin has grown old in your life, When you feel so low of sin in your life, I want to remind you today that God is 
with you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. But the one thing to do is to lift him high. In other words, look to the cross. Renew your mind today and lift him high. In Colossians 3 verse 1 to 2, Paul says this, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Did you see that? In other words, when you're saved, you are seated in heavenly places. Some of us have got to try and retrain our brains. Come on, you've got to retrain your brain to realize that you are now seated in the heavenly places. That we can see in heavenly places. We're spiritual people. We're not of the flesh. We're of the spirit. We see with a different perspective. Look, he will give you glasses that are far better than specsavers to see with his eyes. Some of us today are not. We can't see in the heavenly realms. We don't believe we're seated with Christ. We don't believe that our sins have died and everything's dead inside and we now live for Christ through the Spirit. We don't believe it sometimes because the enemy comes and plays with our mind. In, Mos- in Numbers 21, Moses, remember this. When the serpent was lifted up on the snake, on, on the, the serpent on the pole was lifted up. The whole reason for that is he said, if when you look to this, you will live. In other words, today, it's the same Jesus says, you will look at me. Look to me when, so you're not bitten and you won't die when you're bitten. You will live by looking at me. You will live. And some of us, do you know what we're doing? We're just like the people in in the day of Moses. We're probably trying to shake the snakes off. We're trying to, we spend most of our lives trying to shake snakes off. We spend most of our lives and snakes are attached to us. They've bitten us and we're waiting to die. And some of us are just thinking, this is it. I just feel the poison. But listen to me. We stand knowing Christ. We know that we look to him. We will live. We will live. I love it that when Paul arrives at Malta, he gets bitten by a snake and he doesn't seem to ha- he doesn't seem to bother him because he knows Christ. And for you today, you look to Christ. We lift him high. Number two today, I believe that we need to revive our spirits. Revive our spirits. First, we need to renew our minds, but we also need to re- revive our spirits. Romans 8, verse 9 to 10, he says, You are ever, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they don't belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then, and listen to this, say, even though, does it say on there? Even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life. Because of righteousness. In other words, he's saying this. That if we've got the spirit in us, if Christ is in us, then he says, even though, in other words, I know it sounds strange. Paul also says this, count yourselves dead to sin. In other words, maths don't add up, I know, but do it. Because it's true. 
It might not be a mathematical equation that people can normally work out, but count yourselves dead to sin because in reality, in the heavenly realm, in the spiritual realm, you are dead to sin. You might not feel like it. In other words, he says there in Romans 8, in in verse 10, he says, even though, even though you feel bad, even though you feel like you feel, even though your body is subject to death, because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit is not there to condemn you as a little uh, voice every day to say, look, you didn't do this. You didn't read the Word of today. You didn't do this when you woke up. You didn't pray. The Holy Spirit is there to encourage you and say, listen, I know you may not have been reading your Word, but get back into the Word of God because it will remind you of the promises of your life. It will remind you of all of the things the Father wants to promise you. That are yours. That inheritance that is yours. I want you to today to remind yourself that your spirit is alive in Christ. When we're born again, not only do we receive the spirit of God, but our spirits come alive. You may not feel like it today, but listen to me. I want you to revive your spirit by the word of God. The truth of the word of God. Say, God, I'm going to let my spirit rise up within me again. I'm going to get to that place again where I, I'm, I'm passionate for the kingdom of God. Not because I feel good or because I've, I've done so many ticks and boxes, but because I actually read your word and I realize that whether I failed or not, I stand with Christ. The enemy really wants to rob you of this. Do you know that? He really wants to rob our minds. But we're taking it back this morning, amen. If we sin, the Holy Spirit's not going to leave us. We can grieve the Holy Spirit, we ain't going to leave you. He doesn't leave you. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. He doesn't like to be around sin because it's the heart of God. You know, just the other day we were watching a program, and I, I never knew this before. Maybe some of you medics know this, but a gentleman was on there, and he was talking about receiving a liver transplant. And he said, I received this liver transplant. And then when I started to go out for meals and things, I started to order things on the menu that I didn't really want. And he said, I ordered uh, some spicy food, but I never ate spicy foods before. And I never realized that actually the truth is that some people who have transplants can actually change the way they think and operate afterwards. They can end up doing things slightly differently, choosing foods that they wouldn't normally have. Listen to me. I believe it's the same principle today. When we're saved, we are a new creation. Do you know that? We're a new creation. And the enemy is always going to be trying to remind you that there's the old self there trying to demand things that you know you don't want. You know you don't want them, but inside there's something telling you you want something. This guy said, I ordered these things, but I didn't want them. And some of us today, we grapple and we battle with our old self because inside there is always the flesh that we're living with. The battle is you're a new creation by the Spirit of God, but we're unfortunately still in these flesh bodies that are subject to death. Even though... Even though you've got this old part of you you're still fighting with. Know this today that the Spirit of God brings life to your mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 verse 22 to 24. He says, put off your old and be made new. You were taught, verse 22, with regard to your former way of life. To put off your old self. Which has been corrupted by its deceitful desires. Verse 23, to be made new in the attitudes of your minds. 
and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. The old self is still going to be there. The old self is the thing that's going to be battling with you day in, day out. But thank God that even though there's a battle, he's won the battle. He's won the battle over your life. We've got to stand in assurance of that, in the knowledge of that. You know, sometimes it doesn't, we can't work out that counting, counting ourselves dead to sin. Sometimes it just doesn't seem to work out in our head. We think, well, I'm a sinner. I'm failing God. And why should he, why should he like me? Why should he love me? You know, sometimes we, sometimes we can't put on our, our new self and put off the old self. We can't live like that because we don't feel like we can. It doesn't seem to equate. It doesn't seem to work. Just a few weeks ago, I bought myself a new shirt, and it was really nice for a moment. I got this new shirt, and I thought, I I actually, I wore it once, I think. How many of you know that washing machines do a lot of damage, especially tumble dryers? And uh, I went to get my shirt out the wardrobe to wear it again on a second occasion. And I went to get this shirt out, and honestly, to be quite honest, it looked like a child's. I actually thought, is this in the wrong wardrobe? But actually, you know, because I'm a northerner and I like to make sure I get my money's worth, I thought, well, is this shrunk in the wash? And then I looked at it, and I thought, I can't believe this. You know, anger was burning up inside. I was trying to deal with that at the same time, and Emma wasn't home, thankfully, at the time. And then I got the shirt, and I thought, well, I'm going to try it on. So I tried the shirt on. Let, if, I, I, I'm glad there's not a photograph today to show the shirt. And I put this shirt on. And I was looking at it thinking, I cannot believe this was the shirt that I saw in the shop. This is ruined. And I was still trying with my best to stretch the thing to fit. I thought, I've got to get more life out of it. This thing's only lasted one, one time. I've wore it. And I was trying my best to stretch the fabric. I thought, I'm going to get, I am going to wear this again. And do you know what? I couldn't make it fit. So do you know what I did? I went downstairs and I threw it in the bin. And I told Emma, I said, I've had to get rid of the shirt. Found out that she shrunk it. But she, she said, well, I thought it looked a little bit small when I got it out. I thought, small? Looked like it's for Jacob. Actually, I shouldn't have thrown it in the bin. I should have given it to him. And this shirt was just shrunk. And listen to me, some of us today, we try to think in ourselves that we don't, we don't deserve the garments. We don't deserve the garments that are pure and white. And actually, that if we were to put them on, that really, that we don't deserve these garments. Well, the truth is you don't. And we try sometimes, does it fit? No, because I can see through me the sin. I can see through me the stains. I can see through, oh no, I remember that thing that I did as we look in the mirror. And our minds begin to remember some of the things we've done wrong. And we say, no, this this garment can't work for me because it doesn't work. It doesn't fit because I am a sinner. The truth is it does. It does fit because we count ourselves dead to sin. Remind your spirit today that you are not of the flesh, even though our bodies are subject to death, even though our bodies look a state and we're sinners and that we fall short of the glory of God, that our righteousness is like filthy rags, even though, say even though, even though, not again, even though, We know today that we don't stand on the way we look. 
stand on that assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that I don't deserve these robes of righteousness. I don't deserve having a pure white robe. Thank you, Jesus, that you've given it to me, even though I don't think it fits. You seem to think it does, so I accept it. I'll remind you today, it does fit. It fits in the heavenly realm. Hallelujah. And finally today, as I come to close, rebuild your confidence. Some of us, do you know what happens? In our minds, we've lost confidence. And when you lose confidence, you know what happens? Fear creeps in. When you lose confidence and you don't know where you stand with God, I'll tell you what happens. Fear has an avenue. It has a root in. And when fear gets into your life, it disables you. It will disable what you're doing for Christ. Because you no longer do you understand. You don't think you deserve the garments. You sing the songs and the songs tell you you, you deserve these garments. But actually you're thinking, I'm just going to go with the flow. And I, I'm just going to kind of accept it and try and believe it all. I'm trying to put all these things together. But actually inside I'm quite fearful. Because do you know what happens? God, by the way, gives gifts to you. He will give gifts. And some of you have got gifts today that are actually disabled because of fear. God never takes gifts from you. He gives, his, he gives his gifts to his children and he never robs them back. Fear robs your gift because you have disabled it through sin and where you stand with Christ. Because the enemy wants to get you in a position where you feel you can't operate through fear. I believe today you need to rebuild your confidence back in your mind again. To look in your mind and say, do you know what? I'm going to take back my confidence in God. So that I can fulfill and do the things that he's called me to do. In Romans 8 verse 14 to 15 we read earlier. He says this. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves. So that you live in fear again. Rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry Abba father when we're led by the spirit of god he takes us from the place of being a slave to sonship in other words one of the things that the enemy wants to rob to bring fear into your life is that you're not a child of god that you're a slave to sin if he can get you into the position where you lose the view of he is a father and you are his children if he can get to rob you of that so that he gets you into slave mentality then you're on the way to fear. Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says in the King James Version, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, what you think about yourself, if you think that you're the old self, if you think that you've not been changed, you're not a child of God. If you think that, so shall you be. Because God wants you to know where you stand. And often our mind is changed by a distorted view of God. He's no longer my father. He's no longer the one above me. I'm just a slave to fear. I'm a slave to sin. There's a quote from Tozer, a famous quote says this. What comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Let me read that again. What comes into our mind 
when we think about God, is the most important thing about us. That is so, so true. What do you think about God this morning? When you think about him, who is he to you? When you think about who God is, that is the most important thing, said Tozer, about us. We've got to take back that slave mentality. We've got to take back the slave mentality that brings fear so that we can have confidence in Jesus. Amen. Has your identity been robbed today? I want you to look at 2 Timothy verse 1, 2 Timothy 1 verse 5 to 7. And Paul says this to Timothy. He says, I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Have you noticed this? He says this, I call to remembrance. He doesn't say, Timothy, can you, I just want to have a chat to you. He says, I call to remembrance because you forgot. You have forgotten your mind about the faith that is in you. That which is inside of you. I call to remembrance. Then he says, verse 6, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God. I believe today that some of us right now, need to call to remembrance what is in you. Call to remembrance. You know, yesterday when we were here for the sound thing, we were setting up the final things for the sound desk at the back. It was pretty amazing because when we got together and we looked at the desk, Tim at the back said this to me, he said, there's a little pen that you stick into this machine and if everything goes wrong, everything that we set up, if anything goes wrong, this little pen remembers everything So if you need to get a new desk, you just put the pen in and it will remember all the settings and put it back how it should be. I thought, wow, that is amazing. Listen to me. Some of you today have fallen away. You've fallen away from understanding in your mind where you stand with God. And today I believe God wants to remind you. He's plugging back in the pen. He's putting things back to default settings. He's saying, listen, get back to default setting. Get back to where you first started, where you understood that my word is true over your life. And some of you today need to call back, call back to remembrance, call back to remembrance where you stand. Amen. Call back to remembrance. He says, I'm going to remind you, you have a genuine faith. You have a genuine faith, he said. I want to call back that. And I also want to call back the fact that you do not have a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Amen. Let's stand. Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, 
We would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.